today on The Breakdown. There's three left in the 2019 Aussie Millions main event, including poker superstar Bryn Kenny. And there is a hand where people have big hands and a lot of chips get in there. And there's some decisions that, I don't know, that maybe they get a little wonky. Maybe. I don't really know. I don't know much about the hand. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. You know about Bryn Kenny being there with three remaining in the Aussie Millions? I mean, I knew about it once you mentioned it to me earlier today. Yeah. That's about it. Did you know? No. It's weird that no one knew. Why didn't no, anyone talk no about this? No one knew because we didn't know. <laughs> Nobody in Excuse the world Excuse me. If we don't know, mostly people don't know. Isn't that fair to say about something that happens in poker? I would say the majority of people don't know if I we don't like know. I feel like there's a lot of people in the world who watch a lot more poker than us. There's a lot of people in the world who watch a lot less. That's true, too. One of the people who watches a lot more than us is probably 5x5. Five 5x5. By five. Five by five. Uh, sigil fame. Sigil fame. He made the sigils, the original sigils of the Poker Time players. Poker Time, a show that you guys should check out, by the way. It's oh, a yeah. live poker show where we do the commentary. We are very charming and wonderful and insightful. You get poker analysis. You get jokes. You get sometimes me making fun of people's dress. It's amazing. And if you want to see the sigils that 5x5 five five made, which yeah. you should, you got to watch an episode from about a month ago. It's called... Bluffs, Blunders, and Big Pots, I Yeah, I that's right. It's a four-hour episode, and you should watch it five times in a row. It's great. Don't and it's, sleep. The sigils probably come up pretty early, like an hour in or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a good episode anyway, for sure. But uh, yeah, it's great. The sigils are great. Five by five, making a strong play for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Okay. I was thought you were going to go a little nuts there. But yeah, Rookie of the Year, that sounds right. Yeah. So... Good job. I don't even know who else is in the conversation right now for Rookie Evan of the year. Denninghoff declared himself in the conversation. Oh, okay, fair but, enough. But five by five is more recent. Evan, exactly. Evan Denninghoff might already be the 2018 Rookie of the and Year. And this is like Ben Simmons. Like, does he really qualify? <laughs> it's questionable. He was injured for the first half of 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, three remain, and the pay jumps are ridiculous. Poker tournaments need to change. I mean, I've been saying this since I was a, a wee lad. Yes. That the top-heavy nature of poker tournaments are ridiculous. As someone who even gets to take advantage of that for the most part, because I play for the top, right. still I think it's absolutely absurd, especially in these bigger events where it's life-changing money and it it's the turn of a card. Like, fuck you. Like, yeah. it's so dumb. I know we've brought this up before, but I love how the Party Poker Millions does it, where their final tables have all of the pay jumps equal. Yeah. So ninth, like, the one we did a hand from a very large tournament where the ninth to eighth place pay jump was 200K, and the second to first place pay jump was also 200K. I mean, that makes so much more I sense to me. Yeah, you can do like tiered stuff until the final table, and then at the final table, whatever that next pay jump is, so probably 10th to ninth is like, I, I would guess, something like 150K, and then the 200K jump is like the maximum jump. I mean, if you think about it, so I had a friend who finished uh, like 70th in the main event. He's a friend of the podcast, Matt Matros. Uh, this is back in the day. This is like in 2008 or something. I don't remember exactly. And uh, he ended up getting something like $70,000 for that, which sounds really good. However... It's just 7x your buy-in. You're 7xing your buy-in. He, he won six times his buy-in, right? Six, six yeah. times his buy-in profit. And he outlasted something like, you know, nine to 8,000 players. Right. And uh, so that is a... Uh, to me, it's 
that's that's already sort of a crime. But the bigger crime is the guys who make the final table at these final tables, these big final tables. And ninth place is something like one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and first place is like one point four million. Like you, both of you outlasted almost the entire field, and there's a lot of luck that goes into this last bit. It just seems absurd to me. Right, that it would be the, like this. it's the time when there's the most variance because stacks are the shortest, yeah. and we're doing the highest pay jumps at that time. Right. It, it seems weird. I'm fine with the pay jumps being higher at the final table than they were yeah. before because the, all the money should be at the end, but That's it fine. shouldn't be so top-heavy as this. For example, I converted into U.S. dollars. Third place is 477K. Second place is 813K. And first place is 1.85 million. Yeah, like, come on. So third place is 477 and first is 1.85 million. There were 822 players in this tournament. You're telling me if you get third, you get 477 and if you get first, you get four times that much. That's crazy. It's it's completely stupid. Yeah. Like, it could just as easily be, and I don't know exactly how the numbers play out, but something like 800,000, a million, 1.2 million, right? Something like that. That's about right. Yeah. And that feels like, and then also, by the way, it, either there's more money left for the people behind them, which is fine with me, yeah. or there isn't. You know, even if you decide not to do it that way, like, come on, like... Yeah, but, I mean, I, but I like your, the final table thing like you're talking about the party poker. So it just spread out more for everyone. Right. That and makes more sense. The reason I think that consistently people do this is to say a certain first prize was, was one. They want to have a high first prize that the Aussie millions can say, oh, 1.85 million for first. Right. But at the same point, if they want good televised poker, there are going to be a lot of deals and stuff when the, when the pay jumps, right. no matter how good the players think they are, right. nobody's good enough to beat the variance in a spot, in a singular spot that might be the biggest spot of your life. There, there will be so many fewer deals if they flatten out the pace. Yeah, and I'm not going to give anything away here. I'm going to be careful of spoilers of what I'm going to say, but I will say that ultimately this final table, these these players, not exactly in this configuration perhaps, but um, did end up making a deal, and they actually just stopped playing the tournament. Like yeah. They awarded, like, Bryn Kenny, who's not in this hand, ends up officially winning the tournament, although he did not win all the chips, which I've never heard of before. Uh, and then... Other, I won't say like if it was who finished second or if there was a third place or anything like that. So well, it's not to give. I mean that away. happens. I mean that happened. Like the the officially winning the tournament thing happens a lot. I mean you just don't think see think in a about big it. tournament on TV. It you doesn't. don't think about it in big televised tournaments because right. the World Series doesn't allow chops, which I don't like. And the EPT makes you hold out a certain amount of money. If you're playing on TV, it's really weird not to decide to play it out. Yeah. It is. Like, of course, in a tournament which is just, you know, there's two players left and there's no one else who has any stake in what happens. Sure, then they can decide anything they want. And who cares who won anyway? Right. Right. I mean, someone gets to say they won. But like in this case, there's like a, like I think a bracelet that actually has diamonds on it. Yeah. And the title actually carries some weight. The, the person like so Brin Kenny gets to say he's the champion of the Aussie Millions, which is, I mean, fine. Asterisk. But, but it's asterisk. Right. It's, yeah. it's Roger Maris, man. Come on. It's yep. freaking Barry Bonds. With it's, the huge uh, head, the cream and the clear. What the the Spurs first championship, right? When it was the shortened NBA season, that's considered I mean, an asterisk. Now, nah, no one thinks that. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, that's what I heard people say. Well, those people were lying. So anyway, so so that ends up happening even in this situation, and it just it's just kind of absurd. It is me. absurd, but that's the situation these players are in. Yes, right. Nobody knows a deal is going to be made. Probably the guys who are not Bryn Kenny are assuming there is no way a deal is going to be made because Bryn Kenny is here. And Correct. He has no interest and in he's playing 300k high rollers all the time. Like, right. who cares? Um, so the situation these players are facing is third at 477, second at 813, and first at 1.85. So the stakes are extreme. I mean, I would be feeling a lot of pressure right now if I yeah. was in this 
in this spot, especially with Brent Kenny, who's the guy who doesn't care. It'd be so much better if you had other guys who also are feeling the money pressure. Then either you put pressure on them or everyone's a little bit like careful. Brent Kenny's just not going to be careful in that way, no. which, you know, once in a while means you're going to be able to snap him off and maybe get lucky and win some big pots against him. But mostly you're just going to get pushed around, right? Yep. It's like, oh, it's so easy for him to win compared to us when the money jumps are this big, which is also, in my mind, a little unfair. But anyway, it is what it is. Here we are. Yep. It's uh, just the rich getting richer. That's how the world Feels works. Feels like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so here we have Bryn Kenny on the button. Okay. He's got $5.4 million in front of him at 100 k big blind. So he's got 54 blinds. He opens deuces, deuces, spades, deuces, diamonds. He is the garbage human of the hand. He opens to 215 k Mike Del Vecchio is in the small blind. He's a pro. I have played with him at the World Series of Poker. He is very good. Okay. Tough player. Um, not famous, but tough player. He's a very reasonable hand and mob for sure. Coming into this event, uh, he had over $2 million in hand and mob. Yeah. He's, a, so he's pretty he's, strong. Yeah, very good player. Got 4.7 million, so 47 blinds and two sixes, which is a spot you could three bet or you could call. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I is, like a three bet. Yeah. I mean, you just go with it against Bryn Kenny for 47 blinds. I mean, I absolutely wouldn't with these money jumps, but yeah. um, but if we're just calling with sixes out of position, Bryn Kenny's going to outplay us so often. I feel like even though once in a while he's going to four bet bluff us, and we're probably going to throw our hand away. Still, it's probably more profitable to re-raise now rather than fold or call. I mean, you could just mostly set mine and good flop mine here, and it's cost you 2.15 blinds. Who cares? You could... But it's hard to win tournaments if that's the way you're going to play this hand th- three-handed, If mostly. You know what I mean? I know. It's just weird. If, if Brinkin is going to four-bet a lot, it really yeah. sucks. And he might be four-betting a lot. I mean, if he's going to four-bet a whole lot, maybe we call with this and we three-bet eights, nines, tens, things like that, and just go with all of them. Yeah. But six is a hand we do decide and, to call and three-bet with hands that have blockers so we can feel more comfortable three-betting like ace-x type hands. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But I think if we don't think he's going to be four betting a whole lot, I mean, Bryn Kenny also, it also goes the other way where Bryn Kenny knows there's a lot of pressure on these guys. And so when they three bet, they may be more apt to have it. You know, if they're not th- like, I think Bryn Kenny's just not going to fucking care. And I mean, he's going to four bet anyway. I think you have to think to yourself, like, just have I been three betting a lot? If I haven't, I should definitely three bet. Right. Because Bryn Kenny's going to know that I haven't been three betting a lot and give me more credit. But the thing is, like, when you three bet sixes and you don't get folds, it's not really any good outcome. I mean, there's lots of good outcomes. Which are? They call, you see bet the flop, they fold. You make more. That happens all the time. Right, but say Bryn Kenny calls you, yeah. and the flop is Jack-10 deuce. Yeah. Life is terrible. Immediately before anything happens, life is terrible. I mean, let's not overstate it, right? We're going to lose... A lot of time, we're going to lose like seven blinds. We can check on Jack-10 deuce, honestly, which yeah. is pretty reasonable because Bryn Kenny's almost never folding that flop, right? Like, there's not too many hands he has that he's going to throw Four or away. five suited or something, yeah. But that's yeah, it. but okay. And yeah. then, yeah, we're going to lose to that. But, like, we may just give up on certain flops, and that's okay. Um, we're also going to, you know, sometimes fold out better hands, which would be cool, on certain flops that are, like, ace-high where we can bet, and he's just going to fold, which What be nice. better hands is Bryn Kenny not going to four-bet us with? If he has pocket sevens, you think he's just auto-four-betting? He might, may or may not. But okay, fine, one hand. Or pocket eights could be he's the He's probably thing. going with pocket eights. By the way, the yeah, third, he doesn't care. The does third he? guy has fifteen million, so he's going with pocket eights. Oh, okay, they're both short. The other yeah. two, okay, that's fair. Anyway, I still think it's probably more. Pro- I think this hand is so hard to play out of position. If you don't flop a set, which is just isn't going to happen very much, I just like he's not four betting hundred percent of the time. If he is, he's gonna, we're going to crush him, right? But you could also we're just be crush him. comfortable post flop and feel feel like I can play this hand if I don't flop a set in a reasonable manner. But that's mostly check fold because otherwise, Bryn Kenny's almost certainly going to put. If Bryn Kenny doesn't bet two streets, he almost always has us beat, right? Yeah. So are we going to call two streets with sixes? Very rarely. 
It's not going to work out well. But it, it, I don't know. The three bet thing feels like you're turning it into a bluff the way you're describing it. That happens all the time, though, with relative value hands in these spots. Like you have king jack off, you three bet, right? Mostly in this spot? Mostly? Yeah, sometimes. I, I do a lot more flatting out of the small blind than the average player. Okay. So I advocate it. I think it's. I think there was, there was an overcorrection out of the small blind where there was too much three betting mm-hmm. for a long time, and that's slowed down a lot. But I still think that there could be more flatting out of the small blind than there is. If you're if you're comfortable playing post flop, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I don't love it. Also, we are setting up a squeeze play from the big blind sometimes, which sucks too. I don't know how often that guy's really going to do it, but he's got all the chips. He can certainly afford to if he wants to take a shot now, and we really can't defend against that with our two sixes in any reasonable way. Yeah, that's that's fair. But at the same point, we're putting in an additional like 1.5 blinds. That's true. Not a huge deal. And the good news is like, although we're inviting our, the big blind in a lot and the big blinds almost always going to call if we call we're if we're in set it or forget it mode anyway, then it doesn't really matter if we invite the big blind. And it's almost, it's so rare that we're going to flop a set and lose to the big blind. It's going to happen a little bit, of course, but yeah. like, it's like they can flop a straight. We can flop a set, I guess. Fine. But like, it's so it's almost never going to be an issue. So that's good anyway. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of hands. So if you have like, you know, ace jack suited here and you call, you can let the big blind in flop top pair and they can flop two pair or whatever and hurt you bad. So it's it's harder in this case anyway. Anyway, I think it's a trickier spot than you're making out to be as like a clear three bet. I think you could go either way. I just feel like it's so hard to win post flop. It's That's hard to all. win post flop either way. I think it's easier when we have the lead, but admittedly it's higher variance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, Mike Del Vecchio agrees with me and he calls. Terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andrew Heinrichsen, who, as I mentioned briefly, is the massive chip leader. He has the fewest results of these players. Yeah. You said. Uh, did you, how, what type of results? Do you know? Uh, I have to look it up again now. It's, uh, it's significantly less. So, like, Brent Kenny's, like, you know, whatever, one yeah. of the all-time greats in terms of <laughs> on the money list and stuff like that. Uh, Del Vecchio's got, I think, $3 million, And let me call up our friend here, Heinrichsen, which I do have somewhere uh, somewhere soon. All, all right. right. Anyway, Heinrichsen's got 15 million, and he's got Queen 10 offsuit, Queen of Hearts 10, uh, uh, Queen 10 suited. Excuse me, Queen Queen 10 of Hearts. Mm-hmm. This is an obvious hand he's going to play. He doesn't necessarily have to just call, but just calling is pretty easy with this hand when there's a raise and a call in front of you. Yeah. And he decides to just call with the Queen 10 of Hearts, and he has fewer results than other players. Who cares how much? It's fine. Uh, and the flop is going to come with a pot of 675k. But before we get to that. Yeah. We got to talk about the choo-choo train. Oh, baby. Choo-choo. The train is a coming. The conductor's got his hat on. <laughs> he has to wear the hat or he gets fired. And the that conductor. is the nitrogen sports poker train where they have very strict hat rules. Tickets, get your tickets. Got to get your tickets. Tickets, please. Tickets. That's just the familiar. The din, <laughs> the din of the, yeah. the train carriage. In the background, yeah. Yeah. Please um, continue. Anyway, in this fictional train, which is not a train, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an online poker site. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean it's not a train? Oh, there yeah. is no train. <laughs> it's not a train at all. No, there's an online poker site, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. And if you use the link in the description of this podcast, when you sign up for Nitrogen, you get cool benefits, which are mostly access to exclusive Poker Guys events. Yeah. Including our monthly tournament, which is a wonderful special thing. It's a uh, mochaccino of, uh, of a poker tournament. A mochaccino of joy, I think it was mm. described as by Vincent Van Gogh. And he was right. Uh, but he was crazy, so I don't know if we can use Was that. he crazy or was he brilliant? 
That's what history has not yet answered, Jonathan. That's it's right. been many years, but we still haven't figured that one out. But I have figured out that Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is Bitcoin only. And guess what? They don't mess around. If you want your money, you want to withdraw your money, get it in 90 minutes. Name another site that does it. I dare you. Uh, I'm struggling. I can't come up with anything. No, because even other sites that use Bitcoin, they make you wait. Wait, wait. I got... Nope. Not that one either. It, is it because they want to torture you? Is it because they want you to suffer? Wait, wait. I thought... It, nope. Not that one either. No, it's just nitrogen. 90 minutes on yeah. your withdrawal time. That's enough to get you on nitrogen, but... Not only that, it's the Poker Guys. You should use the link. You yeah. should be a Poker Guys friend. Absolutely. Of course, they also have casino betting and sports betting and stuff like that, yeah. so it's great. Anyway, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, where there is no train. <laughs> Let's go to the plot. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so Andrew Heinrichsen coming into this event had a, like 1.2 million. Oh, that's in pretty good. Winnings. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. he's like legit. He just has he has no like highly significant wins, you know, like huge, huge wins. Well, but at this point, he's going to make at least 477, so that's pretty good. Yeah, no, this is going to represent his biggest win ever. Yeah, so he's legit. They're all legit. Yeah. Um, all right, the pot is 675K. We've got sixes for Del Vecchio, deuces for Bryn Kenny, and queen 10 of hearts for Heinrichsen. The flop is six of clubs. Nine of diamonds, jack of clubs. Nobody's got a club draw. Of course, Del Vecchio flops bottom set, and Heinrichsen flops an open ender. Yep. It's a, not a cooler, but it's, uh, it's, Heinrichsen's going to either win or lose a pretty big pot a lot of the it time. Seems likely. It checks through on the flop. The sixes check because they want to you know, give Bryn Kenny some trouble. Queen 10 checks because it wants to see what happens, sort of, and maybe raise, maybe call. And then Bryn Kenny's like, well, I have deuces, and there's two players well, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. So he checks. Yeah, I mean, maybe heads up, Brinkani would turn his hand into a bluff slash protection. Thing. I would think he would bet. Yeah, but up. three ways. It's going to be really tough on this board to get both blinds to fold. Also, because, I mean, Heinrichsen doesn't have to have uh, all that much, but Del Vecchio's got a hand. Yeah. Like, for sure, right? He's got something reasonable. Yeah. Now, he has a lot of hands that are going to fold, but still, this is not one of them. What do you so. think about the idea of Del Vecchio leading? I don't hate it at all. Um, I think he's often going to get called by at least someone. Yeah. Uh, any jack, any nine is going to call. There's club draws. There's two. There's three open enders possible on this board. Three open enders. Six, nine, ten. Seven, eight, eight, ten, queen, ten. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So there's so many draws that you can get called or raised by. that, And there's lots of one pair hands that you can get called by. It's It's probably good to lead a lot of the time here. The question is, what is your leading range? Is it just like two pair plus and massive combo draws? If that's the case, then it seems a bit transparent and it seems a little scary to lead anything that's not those things. I mean, you could, I think some people will lead like a top pair hand here because it's going to check through a lot. Um, but you, I would think Brent Kenny's going to bet a lot, honestly. So yeah, I guess he isn't. I guess what we learned. Not when he has a hand that I guess could win at showdown, although it's unlikely. Yeah. The deuces could win at showdown, but he could. Yeah. You could also turn a deuce. By the way, I misheard you when you originally said the uh, flop. So I was so some of the things I was saying about what uh, Heinrichsen would do, because I was saying he was going to decide whether he was going to raise or a call or whatever. He clearly wouldn't do that with top pair. He'd just be calling. Heinrichsen does not have top pair. You misheard me the second time then. Did you say it's 6-9-10? No, 6-9-Jack. 6-9-Jack. Yeah, he's open-ended. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Wow, I lost my mind. No problem. Okay, yeah. Three open-enders. Everything makes sense. That's what I thought it was. And I thought you said 6 9 10 Later, and I got confused. Okay, great. Let's continue. There's not three open enders on six, nine, ten. Um, yeah, there are. What are they? Jack eight, uh-huh. queen jack, uh-huh. and a straight. Yeah. <laughs> That's an open ender? Okay, fine. 
Just move on. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good one for you. All right, checks through. That's what happens when I don't really watch the hand <laughs> ahead the, of time. The turn is the six of hearts. So quads. Delvecchio has locked this thing down. Quadies. Quad time. Quadratic equations, left and right. Some people prefer trips, but I like quads. <laughs> is it, <laughs> it's like an advertisement for getting quads in poker. It kind of is, yeah, and... I think that's going to become a thing now. Oh, yeah. I think there's no chance of it not becoming a thing. I mean, the Dosakis guy did very well. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, but did you see they tried to make a second Dosakis guy yeah. and it was terrible? Exactly. So this is why my thing is going to work. But when freaking Joe Stapleton's like, I like quads too. No one's going to like that. But me, I like quads. It's going to be a whole thing. You'll see. Okay. Congratulations, everyone. You were here when? You can say you were there. Yep. You're like at Woodstock when the Grateful Dead Do you remember played. where you were when you heard... <laughs> Yeah. It's anyway. One of, any, it's one of those. So, yeah. So, quads, still an open-ender, and still a whole lot of nothing for Bryn Kenny. Yeah. Well, he's got two pair, but it's not very good. This is one of those cards, though, where um, if uh, Del Vecchio doesn't bet, the other two players are likely to bet, I would think, you know, if it checks to them. If if it checks to Kenny again, Kenny probably is going to bet I for protection. I would bet, for sure. I'd be and like, got to protect my But it my probably equity. wouldn't happen because Heinrichsen would probably bet his queen tag. I would expect him to, yeah. But uh, Delvecchio doesn't know what they have, obviously. Mm-hmm. He decides to bet his I like quads. It. I mean, it's fine, right? I mean, yeah. you're often just going to get folds, but... Heinrichsen has any jack, any nine in his range still, because he, he just checking the flop doesn't mean he doesn't have a jack or a nine because right. he was not the aggressor. So mostly this is to get action from Heinrichsen. Right, you assume Kenny's not going to give you action. Yeah. All right, so Delvecchio bets 325K into 675K. Okay. What do you want to do is Heinrichsen with queen 10? Well, okay. So my initial thing was, I was going to say call. I mean, call, I don't, I'm not folding. I'll say that. Yeah. Calling is reasonable for sure. Um, we are the guy who's most likely to have trip sixes, though. Absolutely, by far. And we actually would love a fold here. Yeah. But if we don't get, if we get a call, it's not the end of the world. Yep. Um, I think a raise probably does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. We could also call here and raise a lot of rivers, whether we get there or not. Not all rivers, but a lot of rivers, you know, that aren't that where the things don't get a little but funky. But if we call and then Del Vecchio decides to bet again in the super high variant spot with the ICM how it is, it might not be a good idea to do that. Um, Maybe, but he also may just be trying to get, like, thin value, you know, with, like, a good king or something like that, and we could just get... King? Yeah. What? King. Oh, well, sorry, it's jack high, right? Like, ace-jack. <laughs> You're going to get... We, we can get ace-jack. We might be able to get ace-jack to fold. Ace-jack um, is likely to be a three-bet. Preflop. I mean, I would have thought pocket sixes. Was Ace Jack is so much more of a three bet than pocket sixes. Okay. I mean, I, I understand, but you know, I mean, I know it is a blocker. It's got more cards to hit, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you're not putting him on Ace Jack. If you're Heinrichsen and you're, you're blind to his hand. Well, if I'm we're saying. not putting him on Ace Jack, what are we putting him on that? We don't think we can get to fold a six. How does he have a six, six, seven suited? I don't know. Hands like that. Is he even calling raises with six seven suited? Maybe is, I, have, bring, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe he is. He might be. So he can have a, he can have a few sixes. We have all the sixes though, and he has few, very few, right? Yes. So I, I like a raise. Yeah, I like a raise as well. And that's what Heinrichsen decides to do. He makes it one point one million. I oh, think. Well, sorry. Let me just say one other thing. The wet nature of this board, in terms of the dry nature of it with clubs and with the open ender, means that uh, Van 
Del Vecchio. Del Vecchio. <laughs> Where are you today? Everything is hard. Del Vecchio can also have like missed clubs or something like that on the river, which we might have to raise though to win because he can have like the king X of clubs. Are you talking about if Heinrichsen calls? Yes. Okay, but that's but we're talking about him raising now, right? Yeah, I okay. think he should raise, but yeah. I think I think calling's okay, and then you could still raise the river. I think that those are both reasonable plans, is what I'm saying. I like raising the turn better than than that because I think you probably would raise a six on the turn if you were in Heinrichsen's seat because of the wet nature of yeah, the board. It's crazy wet. It is pretty wet. And you're like, and at the same point, it's hard to get called by worse. Like, you're going to fold out so much when you raise. Which, but in this case, that's good. I mean, but when you actually have a six, you're not going like, to fold out combo draws. Um, that's true. That's true. But a combo draw might, I guess, probably won't jam on you when the board is paired, right? Right. But if you, if no. you have a six, you're fine with a combo draw jamming on you. Yeah, we're just going to call. Also, yeah. we have all the chips. We can afford to be wrong. Yeah. Oh, that we should definitely raise. We have all the chips. Like, yep. who cares? Let's raise. Yep. I, forgot, I forgot that we have 150 blinds. Right, and if Henderson gets just called, he has what he thinks are outs. They are yeah. not. It turns out he would really hate to hit one of them. But. Yeah. All right, so he raises to 1.1 million. I yeah. think it's the right play. I'm down with it. With the queen 10. Yeah. Jack 966 board. Bryn Kenny, of course, folds his deuces. Del Vecchio, what do you want to do? Got quads. Okay, we cannot re-raise. Because it, because w- there's no hand that this guy can have that he can call us with right now. Unless he has nines full. It's so unlikely yeah, for him to... Yeah, he's probably f- going to three-bet nines full. He doesn't have jacks. He doesn't have pocket nines almost ever. We know he can't have sixes. Jack nine probably folds if we move yeah. in, right? Even if he has queen ten of clubs, he probably has to fold if we move in. Right, because the board's paired. Yeah. Jack nine maybe decides to call once in a while because it's like, how do you have a six? But then I'd be like, how can you move in without right. a six? Well, right. Because you have because then Del Vecchio has queen ten of clubs or something like that. Right. Eight, That's the one. Clubs. So yeah. maybe, maybe Jack Nine exactly can call us. Right. But like, I don't know. It's like we're gonna get another street from Jack Nine later anyway, if we call here most of the time. Right, like there's not that many cards. Jack nines. Are, I guess a club could come. That's gonna, a big club or something that could scare it. But for the most part, it seems like I don't. I think there's very few hands that can call if we re-raise. Um, although, and so we hope he's bluffing, or has it actually? If either way, he's bluffing or he can have a strong hand. Either way, that's fine. I think we should call and give him a chance to bet again, and then you know spring the trap later. We hope he's semi-bluffing like he is actually. Um, and sorry, when I say we, I mean Del Vecchio should be hoping that Heinrichsen is semi-bluffing here because. Either way, Del Vecchio might get a lot of action on the river. Mm. Like if Del, if right. Heinrichsen is semi bluffing with a super strong combo draw type thing, that's sweet because there's so many outs for him to be fucked on the river. Yeah, unless he makes a straight flush, then of course he would win, but that's unlikely. Um, and if he doesn't get there and Del Vecchio checks the river, he might feel obligated to bluff anyway. So him having a combo draw is a great scenario. He just has the one draw, but it's still okay. No, it's a great point, actually. Um, if he has a, a, a made hand, though, that's a raising hand, it's often going to be jack nine. Right? Yeah, but I don't think he would raise jack nine. Um, he might raise jack nine. It's he not might. that. Again, he's got, I mean, it's harder, again, to, to figure out what you're going to get called by when you have jack nine, right. right? So that's a reason not to do it. But it is a pretty wet board, and you could just be protecting your equity yeah. with it, too. That's possible. Um. But that's like the only really strong made hand he has because we block all we have all the sixes. Yeah, you can't have a six. Yeah. So Yeah, so, I agree that Del Vecchio should just call, and that's what he does. Yeah, that feels pretty straightforward. And then probably check the river almost no matter what. I think he's gonna have to check the river and hope this guy doesn't give up. Yep. And uh the pot is now two point eight seven five million. Okay. Del Vecchio has three point four million total. He's the effective stack. Mm-hmm. The river is the king of diamonds. Okay. 
that's I need that's a, a reaction. That's a straight. We should have more of a reaction. That's a straight. <laughs> okay, good. Straight was made. Yeah, there you go. Heinrichsen made a straight, everybody. Yep. And uh, the problem is Delvecchio still has quads. Yep. So the board now reads Jack 9-6, two clubs on the flop. The turn was the six of hearts, giving quads to Delvecchio. And Heinrichsen made a straight with queen 10 on the river of a king with a nine through king straight. And uh, <laughs> Well said. Thank you. Delvecchio checks, as is expected. He might think, Good. He might think that king is going to kill his action unless Heinrichsen has queen 10 some of the time. Well, uh, Heinrichsen can have missed clubs, though, and, and bomb. He could. He could. And neither player is really supposed to have a, a king. I mean, how is, what, what made hands is supposed to, is that action supposed to go jack nine? Yeah. Jack nine would that's not. That's kind of it, it, right? Yeah. Because any king X of clubs, then yeah. that's there. Um, anyway, Delvecchio checks. Let's get to the interesting stuff. Yeah, because that's straightforward. Heinrichsen bets. He's supposed to bet. He has to bet. He, he can't believe it. This is amazing. Now yeah. he's like, please have a six. Please have a six. Right. Yeah. Or just hero me with a jack or whatever you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, whatever. Have king jack. Yeah. That would be great, too. Right. He bets $1.8 million into 2875 Fine. Delvecchio is so happy. <laughs> he's, he's like, I definitely win. Yeah. That's a good this start. Is, I, I'm going to have a lot of chips at the end of this hand, whether or not my raise gets called. Yeah. I, like, most of the chips have already gone in. He's basically. like, please have more. Please have more, though. But there's, <laughs> there's only 16 blinds behind now, and this, this oh, yeah. pot is huge. So, so he's like, yeah, just if you're not bluffing, you're probably calling. All right, so let's, let's talk about this classic scenario that occurs okay. for Heinrichs. Yeah, here. this is good. I like Because Delvecchio moves in. Of course. Because he has to raise, and he has less than him in raise for $3.4 million. Yeah. Heinrichsen is sitting there with a straight and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do in this? Spot? You call, you call. Okay. That's the quick answer. We can like, let's, let's well, delve we in. To get into it. But my, but my, and every so often I change my mind when we have a big discussion about this, but it feels very clear to me. You call, but let's talk about it. Okay. So let's talk about the price he's getting first. The pot was 2.875 million when Heinrichsen bet 1.8. Delvecchio moved in for 3.4. So between Delvecchio and Heinrichsen on the river, they have put in for five point two million. Mm-hmm. So that's going to make the pot about nine million. Okay. Um, so no, eight million. Eight million in the pot, and it's one point six million to call. <laughs> that's a good start, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you're sitting there with a straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a good reason to call. Is it's not, I mean, we're getting yeah. the right price. I understand there's the opposite of that, of course, which is okay. It's really hard to imagine this guy's bluffing because look at the price he's getting. I raised the turn, I bet the river, and he's giving, he has no fold equity. Delvecchio could have still had 34 blinds right. if he decided just to fold the river. It would be an, abs- it's an absurd move in as a bluff. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. First of all, he would have to call with clubs or something like that and then decide to check raise all in on the river, right? That's yeah. kind of all there is. Right. Right. Where, by the way, um, if uh, if blind to Del Vecchio's hand, Heinrichsen can have all of the six X full houses on the board, all of them, right? Easily, right? No problem. Yeah, I so understand. It's a really bad time to bluff. It's and a terrible time to bluff. I wouldn't expect that that um, Del Vecchio is really ever bluffing here. Sometimes it's possible a player could be bluffing, even though they don't have fold equity. Because of the way this hand played out, it's really hard to imagine. Right. This, this particular thing where Heinrichsen has such a crazy range advantage as far as full houses are concerned. Yeah. Like, how can you bluff? I mean, also, he bet called out of position with 34 blinds left. It, with these huge money jumps right. on the turn, he has something, yeah. you know? 
Like, he doesn't. He doesn't have eight ten of clubs anymore. I don't think he's turned like that. Those are the hands you'd be turning into a bluff, right? right hands right. like that. Right. I don't think he. I, I absolutely don't think he has. This that. is a fold. Hold on. Okay. Let's not be so quick to say it's a fold. You were pretty quick to say it was a call. That's true. So but I feel like it's more obvious to me that it was a call than you saying it's a fold. How would I, you? How can you deign to know how <laughs> obvious it is to me? Well, you say it as if it's so clear. That explain- That's how you said it, too. <laughs> I know, but I'm right. So, no, why, why do you think it's a fold? Because I can't imagine ever Del Vecchio bluffing. Right. Del Vecchio I, is not a dummy. I've played with him. Right. But his hand in is enough, even if I didn't play with him, to know he's not a dummy. Right. He knows this is not a spot to bluff. And I'm not saying just because of the price he's laying. I'm saying yeah. because, as we were saying, Heinrichsen has every six in the deck. In his hand. Like, mm-hmm. literally six-deuce offsuit could be in his hand. I agree. So he has all of the combos of 6x full houses. Yep. And he raised the turn. And he bet the river. Yeah. So if Delvecchio had a hand that he could potentially call the turn with, it would be like a combo draw type hand. I can think of other hands, but okay. Such as? A6 suited. And turn that into a bluff? No. Okay. You, you think he's, he's not bluffing. It, he's doing it for value when Queen-10 gets there? That's the answer, yeah. I don't think he's doing it, it with... For value I mean, with six. you just said like uh, Heinrichsen can have six deuce, right? He has all the sixes. He, we think he would raise a six on the turn, right? Yes, yeah. we think he would bet a six on the river, right? I think he would probably bet a six on you the river. You have a six, you're not going to raise for when it's only like you're not folding. You know that, so you're either calling or raising. Yeah, I, think I, understand, I understand. I understand. Like we lose to full houses, and that's problematic. Um, with the money jumps as they are, I think it's a call. He's calling a six. I don't know that that's true. Also, I'm not he's convinced absolutely three betting a six preflop. Um, I mean, he really should be. Yeah, he really should be. That's true. Um, that's enough to for me to eliminate a six from his range. He's not. He's not flatting. I mean, A6. I don't. I would never think he's. Let's let me. Let's just going over like what the bluffs are. And forget bluffs. Okay. Like I agree, there should be no bluffs. So the question is, is there value we can beat with with our straight? Yeah. Right. That's the real question. So. I was thinking that we can beat sixes, which might decide to play like this because everyone is short. You know, it isn't like we're 300 blinds deep. I understand the money jumps change the, yeah. the, um, the gravity of all these plays. I understand that. But still, if you had, and I, I agree with you, I don't think he has a six, but if you had a hand like a six, I could see how you decide. I just, I'm just going with it. Like, if he has it, he has it. That's fine. Like, I, get the, I want the full double. But you could I want just the full call double. and still have 16 blinds. And like, when you're wrong, it's such a disaster. But you get the full double when he has a when he has trip the, sixes. The pot's which he has already a lot. enormous. I mean, the sixteen blinds. The, the your tournament life is worth more than the extra sixteen blinds. It's probably true. With these with these money jumps, for sure, it's true. It's the difference between ultimately having like a hundred blinds and like eighty four, eighty five. You're right. That's pretty similar. It's not yeah. a big deal. Um, okay. The question is, can he? What other sixes can he have here that he would play like this? He obviously wouldn't play a medium six. As a check raise. Yeah, like six, seven suited right. or something like that. That's the one I was thinking of. Like six, seven suited. He's not going to check raise all in the river. He'll call. No. He'll call. Yeah. But he will not raise. Yeah. So maybe you're right because now I can't think of any other, any sixes he can check raise all in with if he can't have a six suited. So now we're down to we're chopping sometimes. That's yeah. what we're hoping for. And actually, he's probably not calling with queen 10 only. Like on queen 10 on, on the turn. Yeah. Like queen 10 of clubs, I guess he can call. So with. one combo. Yeah. So Which he might not even move in with because of fear of the full houses. But he also may decide to move in. But Cause, it could because he wants to get called by a six. Yeah, that's possible. That's, he's like he's like, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna give away all this value. Maybe. 
probably. You're like, you know, I went, it helps me to win the tournament more often. Okay. I got Bryn Kenny on my right here. I, I like, who's got all, you know, I like, I got to get chips where I can get them and I can't get them from Bryn Frick and Kenny. You know, I, you could, I could see someone deciding that. Yeah. Um, but then the problem is, so now we're down to, well, we chop sometimes. Now it's, the price is amazing. Let's not yeah. forget. It's what? 1.6 to win eight. No, yeah. 1.3 to win eight? 1.6. 1.6 to win eight. Still, that's pretty extraordinary. It's a uh, five to one. Yeah. It's a good price. Um, if the best we ever do is chop, it's certainly not good enough. And this yeah. is sort of what your point is, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it might just be one combo versus one combo. I think queen ten of clubs is the combo that we chop with. I still think it's questionable whether or not the Vecchio actually moves in with that versus calling. I think mm-hmm. it's possibly just calls. Okay. The one, the one combo we're worried about is the one he has, sixes, quad sixes, because I, I don't see a ton of other full houses in Del Vecchio's range. There's got to be... A, well, it's interesting, right? There's got to be a... If he can have sixes, that means he can have at least a little bit of nines. Yeah, he can probably have some nines, and he can probably have some of the other hands, too, like jacks and kings, a little bit. Very as, small yeah. amounts, though, right? Very small amounts. So we can maybe add, like, one other combo total of all of those hands. I think, I think mostly you have to sort of decide if he can have sixes, he can have some of those other things, yeah. too. Um, which, by the way, isn't good for us. Um, if he can't have those other things, then you would. I would remove some of the sixes, too, because I assume he's three-betting those a lot if he's obviously three-betting nine. Some of the one combo available, you mean? Yeah, that's true. There's only one combo anyway. Ugh. This is a weird spot. I think it's a fold just because I can't imagine a worse value hand going for value. I do, I'm not sure Queen Ten's actually going to do it. Same argument as the A6 thing, like the 84 blinds versus 100 blinds. So let me ask you this. Let's say the money jumps were not like this. Then this is a call. Is that true? Sorry, then this is... This, do you think this is a call? If the money jumps are not extreme at all? I Let's say we're like on the... There's th- three tables left in the Aussie Millions, and we're in the same su- spot. I think, I think it's more of a call then. Okay. Yeah. I still don't see a lot of scenarios where we're ahead, mm-hmm. but I think I can talk myself into a very sad call where I am pretty much sure I'm losing. It's just so hard to put him on full houses. Those of what we're saying. It's so freaking hard. He right. doesn't have kings. But it's it, rarely ever. He almost never has jacks. He almost never has nines. I guess he can have the one combo of sixes. I would expect him to three bet that a fair amount. Right. But there's just nothing else. But the, because of Heinrichsen's full house capabilities, yes. there's essentially no bluffs with laying this price. It's hard to argue that point. Like, Heinrichsen can have nine six, you know he yeah. can have, he can, he can have, have jack, jack six suited. Jack six, no, he doesn't have to be suited. He had a, had to pay one hundred and fifteen k when there was already, okay. already a raise in the call. He can't have jack. He might fold jack six. Some players will fold. Some players will call. King six for sure. He has. He, had, he has fifteen million to start the hand. He's calling. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know if he's calling or not. It's the money jumps may be a big deal to him. They are a big deal to him. He has three times as much as Brink Kenny. Well, yeah, one of the ways you keep three times as much as Brink Kenny is not to call raises with Jack Six off suit. He's getting like a billion to one. I understand. But that hand's gonna be you're talking about sixes being hard to play post flop. Jack six off suit is gonna be really hard yeah, to play post flop almost. It's 115k to, to win five hundred and fifty-five. I I don't think you should say it as if it's so obvious okay. and everyone in the world is calling but here. I don't think that's true. He's calling with King 6 off, right? I do think so, yes. Okay, so we're arguing about if he's calling with Jack 6 suited That's all I was arguing about. It doesn't matter. That's the only thing I've been arguing about. Okay. You're the one who picked a fight with me, man. It's because you're getting everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> all right. My okay. conclusion is that this is a fold. I don't know yeah. if I've convinced you of that or not. I don't think in real time I would have a chance of folding this hand given the price. Sure. Um, that's number one. Number two, I think with the ability to really think about it and get deep, he doesn't have any bluffs and it's hard to come up with any value at all that we can beat. Yep. 
based on the way the hand played out, which, oh, I might still just, as, the, and even the problem is actually distribution-wise, I guess the thing is, it's a weird thing distribution-wise because you're like, well, I have all this, I have all, all my trip sixes are here. Yeah. Like I play trip sixes just like this. I play jack nine like this. He doesn't uh, bet the river with jack nine, I don't think. Oh, no, he probably doesn't bet the river with yeah. jack nine. That's true. Um, he doesn't really have king jack. Okay. But he has all his trip sixes, which is a lot of yeah. sixes. He's got queen 10, and he's got the full houses. Queen 10 is probably somewhere in the middle of his distribution. Yeah. Um, maybe even near the, closer to the top than the bottom. So if you're using distribution and you add in the price, it's an easy call. Like game theory-wise, it's an easy call. But I hear what you're saying about why you don't call, which is who cares? Yeah. You can't beat anything at all. Yeah. Which does make sense to me. But that's why when I said, that's why I had call so quickly because like those other factors are so powerful, you know? Right. But you're not playing your best poker if you do that. I right? agree. I agree. That's true. Well, Heinrichsen ends up calling, yeah. which I think is a mistake, but it's only a 16 blind mistake. It's not huge. This is the, I mean, this is also really important is that Heinrichsen can afford to be wrong. Like, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a, if Bryn Kenny made a 16 blind mistake on the river, it's a huge deal. He started with 47 blinds. Right. But Heinrichsen started with 150 blinds. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. And, and that, it, that it gives you more room to make that kind of but a mistake. But it all matters. And if it like seems really clear that the guy has you, you should fold. I agree. I agree. I don't know. You know, you got to know your customer pretty well. You have to make sure this guy has no bluffs in him, although I don't know how he ever has a bluff. He doesn't ever have a bluff, Grant. He doesn't. It's a weird hand, man. It's a weird hand. It's a good hand. And, five uh, by five. Yep. Good job. And uh, so what happened next was yeah, this they the ended thing. up doing an ICM thing. I guess Heinrichsen just went on a downward slide from here because they did a three-way ICM where Del Vecchio had the most chips. Brinkenny had the second most chips. Brinkenny got more money and the title because he's Brinkenny. He got like $1,000. 1000 more. more to like But he got have, the title. Yeah, he got 916 U.S. And uh, Del Vecchio got 915 U.S. And Hendrickson got 777 or something. So he must have had a, a lot, lot fewer less. chips. I yeah. would like to um, play the rest of this podcast under protest of that decision to allow those guys to end the tournament on a deal instead of like play for $150,000 right. or something like fine chop it up any way you want leave 150 K let's go yeah like no problem but like come on let's have an actual champion it's the Aussie millions it's as we always talk about it's one of the premier events on the poker calendar right you have to earn the title you don't just get to say you're the you're the winner because no one else wants to play anymore that's dumb yeah I'm angry just chop 50 K off of everyone's thing put in the middle let's go yeah it's, it's worth playing for I agree Anyway, that didn't happen, no. and Brinkenny gets to be the air quotes champion. He calls himself a champion, which is weird. It's pretty weird. Like, come on, you're Brinkenny. You don't have to do that. Yep. Come on, man. Yep. Either way, that was an interesting hint. It was. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.